Welcome back to round two of the MLS Goalkeeping Core Review, once again featuring Stan Anderson from FC United and Camp Shutout. We're finishing up with the Eastern Conference today, going through all the 14 teams' goalkeeping depth charts, even though I mispronounced a few names along the way. But we dive back into the same approach as we did yesterday, going over history and expectations for the goalkeepers this year, and then a grade for the entire goalkeeping core. Once again, check the episode notes if you're wanting to hear about a certain team. If you missed the Western Conference Review, that episode dropped previously if you're looking for even more MLS goalkeeping content. Is there are more than in the West? Uh, in the East. Well, West is 13, East is 14. Yeah, so more in the, more in the East. Right, right, right. Yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Okay. All right, we got the official sheet here. So, all right, well, on to the Eastern Conference here. Uh, we've got 14 teams to run through here. Um, we'll start at the top with Elena. But um, we have Brad Guzan returning at 36 years old, um, the former U.S. men's national team goalkeeper there, Alec Kahn, and then Ben Lungard, who was with the second team last year, the 25-year-old signs with the first team this year. Um, not uh, Again, I think this is kind of a – and I don't say this as a, as a slant or anything, but kind of a boring core. <laughs> you know, there's not a, a lot to say. I feel like a, a million things have already been said about Brad Guzan's career and, you know, what else is there to say now? Um, I did think picking up Lungard was kind of interesting um, just because he's kind of in that, you know, he's in that kind of make it make or break time in his career. Does he end up being a, a lifelong backup or can he move up the depth chart? Um, right. I'd say the the one thing I did think was a little odd, and this is coming from the Champions League play, and we text or I texted you about this a little bit a while ago, about um, you know Guzan's in, at thirty six, he's in the twilight of his career. Um, I love the idea of playing in a modern style, but it feels like you need to play with the tools that you're given with, especially late in his career. I don't really see him as a sweeper keeper, so um, I think he does a good job when he plays at his strengths, but. I, I, that was, I mean, his red card, which you know was outside of MLS play, but his red card out of that, you know, what does it really do? I don't think it really changed anything in the long run for Atlanta, but um, I did think that was kind of an odd play from someone who is a pretty experienced goalkeeper. But I wasn't sure what your your take on that was. I think he got, I think he got caught, and I would agree with you. That's not his his strength. He's very good with his feet. Yeah, yeah. people people say, oh, he's good with his feet. No, he's like. He's like really good. <laughs> he was a better field player for his club team, which was an elite club team, Chicago Magic at that time. Mm. And he often played in midfield as a first 11 player and someone else played in goal. Um, and he was the best goalkeeper as well. But I just think he got caught. Um, yeah, yeah. And it, it, and it happens and, and what have you, but um, you know, he's, he, he can, be a guy who can play a high line and be the, you know, Serki and I often talk about 11 is better than 10 plus one. Sure. And, but, you know, physically from a, you know, he's, I don't think he's that old, you know, I know he's, I, knew, I know he's 36, but I don't think he's, he's like too old to move with some of the guys that are playing in the league to play a higher line, but he's also not as fast as others. Um, and his recoverability athletically is different than others. So I just think he was caught in a moment, but um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a fan of the guy. I, I think there's, I think there's plenty in the tank still. If I, if I, if we can go back to Western conference and I can talk so highly of, of uh, Steve Clark, 
a year younger than Brad and what Brad's been able to do. You know, I, I think there's, there's plenty of time left. Um, I'm a, I'm a fan. I, I, I like the guy. Yeah. I'm probably a little bit more skeptic on the time left, but I do think when he plays to his strengths and I do definitely agree about the distribution, just his, his ability to move the ball. Um, I do think he, he's one of the better ones in the league at that. Uh, just out of curiosity, who was the goalkeeper for the Chicago Magic? Do you remember? I mean, don't. Ah. I don't I, here's what I remember. I, I We were recruiting a kid by the name of Eric Mitchell, who I love, and um, he played for us. I recruited him to UWM and, and out-recruited some pretty darn good schools. I'm not going to say those schools. <laughs> you trust me. But we did. And um, he, he was he was quick as a cat, athletically gifted, really good goalkeeper really quiet though but he was uh, at that time they had mcdonald's all-american and he was a mcdonald's all-american and i remember shaking brad's hand because I, I knew a lot of the staff at the magic but i remember shaking brad's hand saying you know hey you're a damn good goalkeeper you know <laughs> just wanted to say hello we're we're not recruiting you we, re- we signed somebody but you know you're a damn good goalkeeper and he was just legit yeah just absolutely legit um, but I can't remember who the goalkeeper was back in that window. I knew who it was, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I, well, I always love looking back on like youth teams like that and seeing when someone was backing up another player and then the backup, you know, kind of shoot, had skyrockets. Oh, like, oh yeah. You go, 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 go. Well, I think last piece to talk about with Atlanta um, and a largely unproven, uh, prospect, but if you remember the, the red card for Guzan, uh, Roco Rios Novo, the 18 year old Argentine American, came in. Uh, he's on loan from I forget which Argentine club, um, but he played in the he finished the match and then played in the next match after that. Uh, like I said, largely unproven. I think people get really excited about these dual citizens, which I can kind of understand. I don't know quite where his ceiling is. He's still very young. He played in the 20. 19, I think it was U20 or U17 World Cup for Argentina. So he'd have to do a one time switch. Um, but 2019 feels like a decade ago at this point. So <laughs> we'll see where it tops out for him. Um, but what's your uh, what's your grade on on the core here? We've, we've got four keepers. Well, because I like Guzan and Khan in particular, Alec, I think, is a is a is a quality pro. He's up here as well um, over there. but. I like him. Um, and, and he and Brad are very similar. You know, I mean, they're, they're built similar. They move similarly. Um, you know, they're, they're left-sided players. So uh, there's a lot of similarities with those two, but I like those two. I, I'd give them a B. Um, I don't know much about Lungard and, and the other guy you mentioned. Um, but I, I still think that, that Brad has a, a lot available. You know, is the media going to give him a lot of love? I I doubt it. You know, they're going to go with the Zach Steffens and Horvaths, and rightfully so. Those guys are very, very good. Um, but I still think that Brad has a, a lot available, and I think a, a 36-year-old goalkeeper can still help a national team. Um, is he where Zach is right now? No, Brad was that a decade ago. But – Nonetheless, I, uh, I I give them a B. Well, I, I think Sporting Kansas City, we talked about this last time, it, it's tough for teams to know when to move on from goalkeepers and how much gas they have left in the tank. You know, some teams pull the trigger way too soon and some pull it way too late. 
Um, I haven't seen anything. I mean, even with the red card, I haven't seen anything that I'm thinking, oh, they really need to move on. So I, you know, I say ride, ride this as long as you can. Um, I'm probably a B minus if not a C plus, but I'll, I'll say B minus optimistically here. A little skeptic on, I guess, kind of the, the, the fullness of the roster. I'm not sure if Rios is that next guy, but if he turns out to be, then awesome. I'd love to see it, but um, I'm a little skeptic off what we can see for 2021, but um, if he wants to, to keep playing into closer to 40, it would not surprise me for it to be uh, Guzan. <laughs> so I'll ask you, I'll ask you a fun controversial question. All right. What do you got? Do we qualify for 2018 if Brad <laughs> is in goal? Oh, um, it's not solely Tim's fault. So those sure. that want to have a, have a shot, it's not solely Tim's fault. You know, There's if at the end where Tim was not Tim. Right. I, if you're, if the question is, does Guzan save those goals? I don't think so. Cause they were both. So I, you know, that, you know, the one that deflects and goes over Howard, I think people, don't understand how difficult that play is for a number of reasons. They think, Oh, just keep moving and dot. You know, it's, it's very, it's a very, there's a reason why pop-ups in baseball where the second baseman shortstop is running away from the batter and he catches it over his shoulder. Why that's very difficult. Um, Not not to mention this play deflected. So no, I don't think he would have saved those goals. Does he play better than Howard? I'd probably say yes. Does that change the game? (laughs) You know, I, I think that's a big question mark. Um, I, if I had a, you know, had to say an answer, I'd probably say no, but I would have, I would have liked to have seen Guzan in for that just because I think he was playing better than Howard at the time. But I don't know if it changes the outcome. Yeah. Was that, I mean, is that, is that the right answer? But <laughs> I think it's the right answer because it's your answer. For me, I think that, um, I think there's a shot. Yeah. I just think, I think Tim played, uh, and was selected too long. Yeah. Um, and again, people can say whatever they want to say. Sure. Well, I, you know, I think that's a great, I mean, you know, finding, I mean, you look back on Howard's career, I don't think anyone's arguing that Guzan or ha- Howard outplayed Guzan when all was said and done. But at some point, Howard's game is dipping, you know, like, I mean, that's just how it goes. So where is that line where Howard isn't better than Guzan anymore, you know? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that line. It's a tough question. It's a tough question. Hundred yeah, percent. All right, we'll we'll move closer to your Nicola Woods here with uh, your beloved Chicago Fire. Here we've got four goalkeepers on the roster. None of them in their twenties. Oddly enough, we've got Kenneth, Con- Kenneth Kronholm, uh, the German American at thirty-five. Bobby Shuttleworth, who started the opening game at thirty-three, and then we jump all the way down to Chris Brady at seventeen, and Gabriel Slow. Sol- Slow Nina at 16. Um, a lot of buzz about those younger goalkeepers, but again, still largely unproven. Um, this is a bonkers roster for me, or goalkeeping core. Um, I really underrated Shuttleworth going into 2020, and I actually thought he played all okay, all things considered, especially coming into the where he was coming from as far as with that roster. Um, Chicago's approach with their goalkeeping rosters that has always kind of baffled me a little bit. So I do like that. They've got some young talent. I've actually really liked Brady's game from what I've seen. Uh, I haven't seen any of Slovenia, so I can't speak on that. Um, but this is just a very unique core. I'm not, I'm still not quite sure what to make of it. Well, 
you're right. <laughs> um, you can take out the word goalkeeping when you say I'm, I'm unsure what Chicago does with their roster. Um, it's a it's a it's a tough thing to figure out because you know Wiki coached at the 17s and, and didn't have the success that everybody would have liked. Yet won't play a lot of the youngsters, in particular like an Alex Monas and others. When you consider Brady and Slanina. Slanina's glove is right up here. Worked with him as a youngster. With uh, I think he was the youngest player ever signed mm. uh, in the MLS, youngest goalkeeper in particular, maybe. But at the end of the day, you've got two guys in Cronholm and Shuttleworth. That do you hang your hat on them? Um, you know, they're 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 the same place they were for the past whatever. You start the season, you're two games in. They've got one point out of six. And then it's, yeah, trust the process and trust the process. And I want nothing more than the Chicago Fire to succeed, in particular for Paul Cadwell. He's been there forever. A, a guy on the, on, the, on the other side, the, the administration side of, of the game. He's done. He's worn every hat for the Fire. I want them to succeed for him. A lot of my buddies, obviously, that were there in the past that are no longer there. Paul's still there. But I don't know what happens in Chicago. I, 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 look, Chris Brady is closer to being the guy right now because he's had a full season at forward and did well at forward. Um, he's had quality tutelage from the guys at My Keeper Academy, not My Keeper Academy. It's called My Keeper Academy. They've done well with Brady and Slanina. Cirque, uh, worked with Cronholm. I don't think he worked with Shuttleworth. I'm not sure. But at the end, maybe he did. Bobby was there last year. Um, so I, I, I don't know. But I don't think those guys are the answer to get an MLS Cup. I don't know if Brady's the answer. Slanina could be the future. But none of that should be the case in Chicago. They have plenty of, of, of homegrown opportunities for people. I mean, Tyler Miller went to school at Northwestern and played in their USL. So did Charlie Lyon. So many others that, that could have come into the mix there. Brad Guzan's from Chicago. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting deal because, you know, the great ownership now moving to Soldier Field. I don't think you have any worries about uh, capacity limits at Soldier Field, COVID or no COVID. Yeah, you know, people weren't showing up at Toyota Park, so I hope they show up at Soldier Field. I want the fire to succeed, but that is a—it's um, like a hard C for me. Meaning, it's hard to give them a C. I—I—I <laughs> uh, I, I, I do. I want them to do. I want them to do well. I'd love to, you know, say, "Hey, Tony, Tank, let's go down to a fire game," and, you know, and and we will. But I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why and what. And it's just such a, Dennis Hamlet did a great job. Dennis Hamlet's gone. The last time they did really well, Dennis Hamlet was the head coach. Yeah. Dennis Hamlet's still in the league at a high level. Uh, I just don't know what they're doing there, you know. Um, and, you know, you can go back for the Richard Sanchez talk. That was with the fire. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what was going on there. And those are some good friends, you know, in Fano and Sarki and what have you. I'm not saying it's easy, 
but it's got to be better than what it's been. Yeah. So I think Brady and Slanina are probably their their future, and there are others that could be in discussion. But those two are those two are two good homegrowns. Yeah, I well, I mean, we we kind of gloss over. He's obviously not with the team anymore. He's overseas, but Damian Loss is also a Chicago Fire product. So and he's not overseas anymore. He's back here on loan. Oh, I missed that. Missed that. Where is he now? Yeah, he's back here on loan with um, in the USL the championship. It just happened last week. Oh, I totally blanked on that. Um, well, all to say, the is, we know that the Fire aren't short on developing or having the opportunity to develop a uh you know top goalkeeper um but i kind of like your i you know it's almost more frustrating and deflating when a team gets traction and they lose it and they get traction they have these positive moments lose it you know if you're you know so i'm a texas rangers fan we've been very poor for most of our history like you know you kind of just embrace it at some point so you know and you know we had some world series runs and all but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be a little more. Uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe I have to be a little more harsher here, with a, with a C minus D. I'm going D plus, D plus. I, I don't feel like those young kids, which I, I like that they have them. I don't think that they're gonna feature anytime soon. You have to be an extremely good goalkeeper to play at seventeen, eighteen. I mean that's. They're way down the line. So, you know, Cron Holmes. I'm going D plus. I, you know, Cron Holmes injured right now. Shuttleworth, which I think is a fine goalkeeper. I was trying to find where he is in the stat book. I couldn't pull it up. I think he's like 15th all time in appearances in the league, which is, I mean, kudos to him for sticking out. I mean, he's, he's definitely fought and he's, he's gone bounced around a little bit in the league, but I mean, kudos to him for sticking around. But I think this is a, the core looks a little bit thinner than when you normally would hear about four goalkeepers on a roster. Cause essentially you have two and one of them's major injured market. right now. So in a major market. Yeah. Major market. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not, should that matter? Well, I don't know. Is the owner of the Columbus crew as wealthy as the owner of the Chicago fire? Oh, well, Stan, there's a uh, thing called a roster and um, uh, salary caps, et cetera. Okay, fair enough. But in your in your academy, you have a, a millions to of bodies, millions to pull from. I, I don't know. It just yeah, it could go round and round. <laughs> well, I get a little upset because um, it doesn't mean that I'm wrong or the other person's wrong. But I, I don't know. They they they've got to be better. This isn't a two, three, four year thing. This is a you know a twelve, thirteen, fourteen year thing. Yeah. Well, and I think that's where that long-term planning comes in, which is nice about those, those teenagers on the roster, but you know, obviously again, like they don't really feature now. So it's, you get yourself back against a wall where you're having to go into these bargain bin situations of, well, who can we find next year? Who can we find next year? It's very difficult. Anybody can lose bill. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially in this Anybody league, can go in and lose. Yeah. Anybody can take the helm and lose. Uh, you could put a, a Joe Madden from the Cubs. And say you're now the fire head coach. He can go there and lose. Yeah. You know, it takes somebody special to go there and win. I get it. But that's how you're that's how you're gauged and and, and judged. And I it's gotta be it's gotta be better there. Um Pono will do well in Europe. 
and and they 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 pulled the plug on Pono here. I thought he would have done a great job. Wow. Well, I'm sure uh, I'll let you uh, roll in misery on on the fire uh, alone on that one. <laughs> I don't, I don't envy that that uh, fandom that you try to keep there. But we'll move a little east uh, to Cincinnati here, um, which you know most recently uh, just lost five zero to NYCFC. They've they switched their goalkeepers for the second game. Uh, the first game we had uh, Teton starting the thirty four year old Polish goalkeeper who came from La Liga. Uh, Cody Cropper started this last game in the five zero loss. Twenty eight year old who just came up from Houston. Ben Lutt is a German goalkeeper from where did he play Akron? I forget which school he went to. Or was it Akron? I'm blanking. I'll have to look at that up. But I want to say he's getting close, if not already, to a green card. So um, I think he may not be taking that international slot. Um, yeah, Akron. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they also have uh, a 17 year old goalkeeper, Beckham Centerland, as well. So um, kind of a little bit of an inter- interesting roster here. I, I think Cincinnati still hasn't quite found their footing. Um, I think letting Spencer Ritchie go, you know, that's kind of a debatable move on that. I think some people were fine with it. Some people wanted to see him get more of a fair shot. I thought Ritchie looked pretty good in 2019, but admittedly, I thought 2020 was a rough year for him. So um, I'm not a big fan of teams going to go going overseas in signing backup goalkeepers, just in a general sense. Um, we didn't talk about this, but Yarbrough with, with Colorado was a back, you know, he had real, you know, relegated a backup role. Uh, Teton was a backup goalkeeper who just, he'd been on a team that just got relegated. Um, Jonathan Bond was not seeing minutes as well. So I'm not a big fan of that. I think that combined with the fact that you're bringing a foreign goalkeeper in, just very difficult to catch up now i thought he did better last season so we'll see how what he can do this year but i think injuries have have been an issue for him as well it's hard i don't really see he doesn't strike me as someone who's going to play 34 games in the season he's already missed he's already he didn't play last game i don't think that was injury related but um i did like ben lunt in the usl i thought he looked pretty sharp so um i wouldn't mind them turning over the keys to the to him at some point. I'd like to see that. And I like that they've got a 17 year old on the roster as well, because show some future planning at least. Um, but, you know, I think right now it's, it's still, the only thing that would really excite me right now is if Lunt got turned, got, got an opportunity, but even then I think that's, I don't know how optimistic one would be about that. You know, I think he probably needs another year or two before he's really ready. Um, and people said that about St. Clair, so they were wrong about that. So, I think this is probably a D plus for me um, with some mobility to move up on it. If things kind of go the right way, but you know, I think the number one, number two, like, especially after losing five Oh, like it's just a tough, tough role. We talk about goalkeepers who got chances like Sanchez, like Cody Crawford's gotten a lot of chances and I feel like he just, he, he's always close, but never quite getting over that hump. Yeah. Well, name me one player on FC Cincinnati's roster besides goalkeepers. There you go. I have the roster in front of me. I'm trying not to look. <laughs> I mean, it, that's a huge. That's a huge part of it. Yeah, I'm not giving them a break. Any uh, any of them, you know, Teton, Proper, Lunt, Beckham hasn't played. Um, Lunt hasn't played at, at this level. I don't believe yet. Um, so there, there's little support. There's support for the team, 
But on the roster, I mean, they had a quality left back in Andrew Gutman. He's no longer there. Yeah. Andrew's not a, 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 a problem on the roster. He's a fantastic player. Um, college player of the year. You know, uh, I spent a lot of time with, with Gutman. So you take somebody like that off your back line, you're now giving up a ton of goals. I mean, just things aren't going well for them. And uh, I don't know if the goalkeeper is the reason, but I would I would think they're going to start looking in a lot of places um, within this group for answers. Yeah. But I don't know if the answers are going to come from the group. I think the answers for the team are going to come from the 10 in front, more so from the person who's selected to play in the back. But with that being said, I give them a C minus because, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Teton fan. I thought Richie was better and Richie's gone. So then you got Cody. I love Cody Cropper. Five goals is five goals. It's uh, again, I don't know if it's a testament on Cody. It's a tough spot to be in, but you know, it's happened and it happened. So I'm probably going to look, in more places, you know, is is Lunt going to be the guy? Great program at Akron. Is he going to be? The, I don't know. But Beckham, um, oh, uh, hey, I wouldn't hesitate. The kid, the kid's focused beyond belief. Yeah. Who uh, who knows? And you've got the the young kids out there, the the Lopez's at the time, and Sunderland and Slanina and Brady, and we could go on. Um, you know, lost, not signed as a homegrown, but a youngster that went on. You know, at some point, uh, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta roll the dice and get better performance out of the back for them. And C minus for me, and I might be generous. <laughs> well, but that does not deflect. That, that does not reflect on on Beckham Sunderland. I just want to make clear because yeah, it's yeah. unknown with him. And uh, but what I do know is that the kid, the kid's focused, has good feet. Who knows? I haven't seen him for a few years, but yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm looking at it right now. They scored 12 goals in 23 games last year. And, you know, they, I think like you're saying, like, obviously that's not all the goalkeepers fault. I mean, that's basically zero of the goalkeepers fault. Um, but, you know, you still have to look at the goalkeeper's performance. It makes me wonder what Richie could have done if he was on a team that, <laughs> wasn't scoring half a goal a game, you know, like you basically have to have a shutout to have a chance of a result. So, you know, I think that's a tough situation to be in and that's a tough line to really to walk of trying to get value out of really looking at the goalkeeper position when your team is getting shelled. Um, So, um, you know, when I look at this roster, I would have been really excited about Caleb Stanko and Joe Gial, you know, five, six years ago, but you know, like you're saying, I think it's just a tough roster and they really find an uphill on it. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of goalkeepers who have succeeded in MLS who have like, who have shown well when they got shelled and the, the only, I can only think of two, I'm sure there are more, but Dan Kennedy when he was with Chivas and then Andy Greenbaum when he was with, um, oh, he likes, I think he got close to like, setting the saves record in a season. Mark Dodd set the saves record first year with FC Dallas, Dallas Burn. Take a look at Lampson, what Lampson did in his, in his first year when he was at the helm in Chicago. Yeah. yeah. And then the next year, he had the longest uh, consecutive shutout streak in club history. Yeah. Um, and it didn't last long for him either. It lasted long that he had a, plenty of a 
quality run of games. I think the last time they made the playoffs was yeah. uh, maybe 16, the 16 season. I'm not, I'm not positive, uh, 16 or 17. And, um, you know, it was, it was a good run. They lost at home, I think, to the crew. But uh, yeah. he, he put together a solid season after getting his asset handed to him the previous year. Well, it's, I mean, all, all the more, I mean, that's just a proof of it's so difficult to look at a goalkeeper who gets shelled and maybe his goals against is around two, you know, 2.0. Like, is that, you know, what, what can you really take away from it? So, um, but speaking well, of Lamson, we could say is that the managers take too long. Yeah. There, there, there are managers who take too long to make a change. Yeah. Alvage was one, Vega's another one. Uh, and, and some of them go too soon, as you, you've alluded to. Uh, when is the right time to, to move on? And I think that's more of a decision to move on, like with finality. But within a, within a season, you know, there are managers that take way, way, way too long. It's a massive trust position. Yeah, yeah. No, you're not wrong. Well, we'll see if Cincinnati can really get I, I'll be honest. I didn't expect T-Town to stay this long in Cincinnati, so I'll give him that at the very least. Uh, but speaking of Matt Lamson, we'll go to, go to the crew here. We've got four goalkeepers on the roster. Uh, Eli Room returns. Uh, I thought he had a wonderful save of the year. Uh, or he won save of the year last year off a crazy deflection, just as a side note. Um, they, they filled the roster with Matt Lamson at 31 years old. Evan Bush is 35. Um, he's out with an injury right now. Uh, but Eric Dick comes from Sporting Kansas City's uh, organization from the winter signing at 26. Um, I think they're going to ride room here. I, this might be like the most boring roster, which is, I think you, this is just exactly what you, I, I think if you're Pat on said, you're excited about how boring this is that the crew do a good job of tightening things down. They don't give room too much to deal with. Um, you know, there's a lot of games where he's just kind of back there, you know, and he, he doesn't. And it, so they, they have a good ship, a real tight ship there. Um, but I, you know, Eric Dick is one that kind of stands out to me as, and I don't know, there's gotta, there's gotta be like a goalkeeper that I can pinpoint, but I feel like there's a number of things he does where it looks very odd. Like visibly it looks odd. I don't know if he really passes the eye test, quote unquote, um, that that is different for different people, but I feel like he, he's kind of one of those examples of a, a kid who will keep the ball out of the net, but it just looks, it doesn't look pretty and it looks almost cumbersome or clunky, but somehow he makes these ridiculous saves. Um, so he's one at, at 26 again, he's kind of on that, you know, is he going to be a backup for life or is he going to get a chance to start And at Columbus? I think he's fighting uphill with the current setup. But I don't think they're going to move on from room anytime soon. Um, but uh, he's one that does stand up to me. Of, I'm, I'm curious to see what he could do. I'm a, I'm a fan of this group. It's a B plus. It's got a great manager. It's got a very, very solid team. Uh, new stadium. A lot going in their direction. Yeah. Room, I think, is one of the rare ones that's come over and done well. Very steady. Yeah, sure. Um, consistent and and a lot, a lot of qualities. I believe Matt is still a number one in the league. Can be a number one in the league. Bush is a proven number one in the league. Um, and he's now in their mix as well. And then you add Eric Dick, who I like a lot. Uh, Eric's got to work on his feet and and get better there and get games somehow and go out on loan and all that sort of stuff and and play and all, you know that's difficult but at the end of the day you you've got a about a, a as 
quality a roster with quality MLS minutes on a team that's quality as well. So let's say Room is given a night off or Room gets concussion, Room takes an injury, whatever. I mean, you're now at a point where you're going, we just talked about um, the Teton, Cropper, Lunt, and, and Sunderland. Room takes a shot. You, you're you looking at Lampson and Bush. That's not bad. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm both those guys, I think, would do extremely well. And and if you get all the way down, you're looking at Eric Dick, who was fantastic in college. I know that was a while ago. It's tough to get, to crack in. Um, and he needs that break. He needs to earn that break. You know, something's got to happen. But you, you, you get three guys that are quality to look at. Um, the highest grade I gave in the Western Conference was B plus. I'd give the crew a B plus because, again, I just I just believe that that Onstad is smart. Um, I mean, they had Logan Ketterer in in that yeah. crew, and look what Logan's doing. Yeah, and uh, you know Logan's doing well in the USL Championship and clear number one. He came out of that group as well. There's just it seems to be a lot of good that comes out of the crew. And in particular, their their goalkeeping crew as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think when you keep a high, Pat. say again. I think a lot of that traces back to Pat. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I was gonna say when you keep a high level from the top to the bottom, and it's all fleshed out, I think that you know that really pays off for itself. And like you're saying, if room goes down for whatever reason, you've got options, which is great. Um, I give it a B plus as well. I I would actually bump up to an A minus if they had a. A youngster that they were signing. I think they've got a kid at Duke right now, JT Harms. I think he's a crew oh. homegrown possible. Um, shout out, kid, just like your. Oh yeah. Camp. Okay. Okay. There you go. There you go. End the camp. Shout out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I uh, to help us. Um, but I uh, JT Harms is fantastic. He's you a know, crew. He's a crew academy he's kid, right? Right now. What's that? He's from the. He's from the crew academy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's he's been to a few. He was at Shattuck for a while. Okay. Crew, he's yeah. uh, from up in Milwaukee, Whitefish Bay area. Okay. Uh, North Shore of Whitefish of Milwaukee. Um, great kid, great family, and yeah. uh, smart of him to get these games at, at Duke right now. And you know, who knows where the where the future holds for him? But he's legit. Yeah. He comes as legit. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. We'll see what happens. Uh, moving over to DC here, uh, we've had. I mean, how long has Bill Hamid been with the, the United? I mean, he's been there a decade now. Does not feel like it's been. I think it's been around a decade, if not more. Twenty eleven. When did he? When did he come in? He's been there forever. Yeah, it was either like him or Lampson. I think were the first homegrown goalkeepers. But either way, um, he's out with a groin, groin injury. They've turned to Chris Seitz, a thirty four year old um, former U twenty goalkeeper. Which I say that because I was going back through. Uh, a little bit ago, and I stumbled across the 2007 U20 World Cup run where um, the U.S. tied Brazil. Was it 1-1-0-0 with sights and goal? And I was watching that game. I was like, man, this sights guy is really good. And then I go back and look through, and I feel like, you know, you head out to Philly. (laughs) It's a tough run for goalkeepers. It seems like things are changing, which is really good. But for a while there, man, they were just – Tune up and spin out goalkeeper. So, um, really had a tough go for four yeah, nine. yeah. So, um, so he, he's 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 starting in Bill Hamid's place. Obviously, I think everyone's expecting Hamid to turn back, um, 
when he gets healthy. And then John Kempen uh, comes over from Columbus. Kempen's been one that's kind of bounced around. He's been in the league for a long time too, oddly enough. Um, he, a 28 year old has been with four in lost teams. Um, kind of interesting roster. I, th- I think it's kind of a, an island of misfit toys, so to speak. You know, I, I think all these goalkeepers are pretty polarizing. Some people really love them. Some people think the opposite of them. Um, and I can honestly never guess who is which person. <laughs> so um, I say overall, this is a positive roster. I think Bill Hamid has finally found, finally found a way to uh, insert himself in a way that makes sense for him and matches his style. I felt like early on, he was just so out of control and he would run down the line and just kind of do um, do needless stuff. Um, but he's pulled back on that over the years, which is great to see. Um, Chris Seitz is someone I love to see. I get a chance, but you know, he's, 34, I think he's he's winding down his time, but you know he's 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 done well for himself. Um, I'd love to see Kempen get a, a fair shot. I thought he did really well in USL last season, actually. Um, so it's just an odd roster that seems kind of not put together last second or anything, but it is kind of an odd makeup here. But I think when you take a look at it, you think, well, you've got three keepers that I don't think are going to lose you games. Are they going to win you games? I think that's maybe up to up for debate from person to person, but I think you've got three keepers that are going to keep you in games at the very least. So um, I'll give it a, I'll give it a B minus just cause I, I, I feel like there's some, I don't know. It just seems like a, a roster that's going to get overlooked, but it's, when I look at it, I'm like, I think, Hey, this is actually guys who can play. I don't know. I give them a C and um, I give them a C because I don't know what this new regime is, is going to do. Yeah. To me, sites would be the number one out of that group. Um, you know, it's, it's hard because as a member of the GK union, you're not supposed to be critical. You're supposed to, you know, support. And I, and I agree, but when we're talking about the pro level, um, it's about results. And when you're struggling over time to deliver results, change has to be made. In my opinion, sites is the number one with that group. I met, I met Chris a long time ago. Um, in Mexico and uh great great dude now, I, I think he's a phenomenal goalkeeper and I think he has deserved or earned a, a a longer leash but that hasn't happened you know certainly not of recent and uh I would select him over Bill Hamid um I think Bill is a very uh, is a very physically talented goalkeeper you know athletically off the charts I don't know if that's going to translate into earning points. And in some ways, it can be a liability. Um, I think he's got the, the record for the longest MLS roll after a dive. Yeah, he made a save on uh, Ibrahimovic that was phenomenal. And he rolled uh, five, six times after, <laughs> after the save. Um, you know, and there's a little bit of entertainment involved there as well. Good on him. But for me, Sites is the number one. I don't know. I know enough about Kempen as far as except he he needs to get a run of games as well. And there was a lot of fanfare about him coming in. You know, I think Miola loved him. Um and you know, probably still does. At the end of the day, I, I don't think anybody's seen enough about enough from Jonathan Kempen to go, yeah, he's the guy. Sure, sure. For me, Sites is their number one, and for me it's a hard C, and it's only because I don't know what their what their management's gonna do as far as selection. You know, yeah, I'm sure. Going. Yeah, I'm sure I mean he's gonna get the the bulk of the games once he comes back fit, if I you know I had to guess at all. 
Um, but um, why is he going to get him? That that's my question. Is he going to get him because he's paid the most? Is he going to yeah. get him because they think he's going to get results? Is he going to get those games because he is and has proven to be? Is he going to get those games because he's going to, uh, uh, you know, whine about not being the guy? You know, like he did with the national team. Um, Bill is very good. Bill also has those those moments about him. It is what it is. I didn't do them. He's done them. Yeah. He's those on himself. I, I'm assessing it that you know some people aren't aren't happy with those type of things. So that's just part of it. Is he? Is he if he's assessed and said he's our number one, okay, good, good on you. Now, Bill, off you go, get results. Yeah. But yeah, all right. Well, I, he's on about half a million for his salary. And someone in DC really likes him. Um, I want to say, I could be completely wrong on this. I want to say it was like there was some, <laughs> there was some sort of like, um, oh, what am I? Where was it? It was some sort of like best eleven of people who played at RFK Stadium, and they had put Bill Hamid over Brianna Scurry, and I was just kind of like, well, okay, <laughs> like <laughs> I guess to, to each their own. But um, you know, some people really like some fans really love Hamid. And someone in the organization really likes him because they were willing to buy him back after he went to Denmark. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I think he's done well in the last couple of years. Um, and he, he's, he's pulled back a little bit as far as his, his game. I mean, I, the thing with the national team was odd. That definitely left me scratching my head. But I feel like when he plays within himself, he does well. Um, but, you know, you are going to get some, some fireworks from him. Um, maybe not a Choa level, but you will get some fireworks. <laughs> so I, you know, it's 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 their franchise. It's just how I feel about it. Um, you know, maybe maybe he is their number one. I'm not there every day. It's, sure. it's easy to coach someone else's team. You know, that's just how I uh, how I see it. Um, you know, I, I would I would prefer less animation post goal. Uh, it just seems like it's always the case with him after he concedes. It's, you know, it's either the ref or the opponent or it's the guy in front of him is his back line that has made a, the, the most grievous error. And yeah. I don't know. I just don't, uh, I don't know that that's, uh, that that's needed. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, as much as he delivers it, I believe. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, moving south to Miami, uh, I feel like this is a roster that's not going to last long. Just looking at it. Um, I feel like this is a roster that this feels like a Colorado situation. Um, as far as they just seem likely to bring someone in, but, uh, we have John McCarthy, the 28 year old who, um, talk about someone who's grinded. I mean, this guy is, has kept going, kept going. Um, and he's worked his way. Wait, Luis Robles was the starter last year, but, end up going with McCarthy towards the end of the season. Um, Dylan Casanera, the 25-year-old from Columbia, I believe, if I'm correct. And then Drake Callender, who's 23-year-old, which I, I love the youth on this roster. Um, I will definitely give them that. Um, and then I'll also say they're Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale team. They've done well with playing youngsters there, which is encouraging. I just – I don't get the sense that they're going to have the patience with, with McCarthy, and I'm – expecting one error and he's out sort of situation. Um, so I, I mean, 
I, I, I don't think he's, I think he's not too dissimilar to Irwin in that he's at the level that I don't think he's going to be competing for goalkeeper of the year, but I don't get the sense he's going to lose you games. Um, I think he's kind of like a, not a number two, but not quite a number one, maybe somewhere in between that, which makes him difficult because it's how to really evaluate him. Um, it's He's kind of in that Eric Dick. I think Eric Dick's actually probably a good parallel. He Both will make some really awesome saves, but I think the eye test can turn some people off sometimes. Um, and I don't, I don't, I don't feel confident that he passes that test for a lot of people. So I love to see him get a, a little bit longer leash and just see what he can do. And I hope he gets a good chance and shot, but, um, I'm expecting fully by, by the end of this year that Miami has brought in some 33 plus year old European goalkeeper. And, you know, we, we run that gauntlet again. Well, they've mismanaged their entire roster almost since day one partly why there's been such a, a cleaning of house with their executives. Um, finally bring in Chris Anderson, which is great. And uh, Chris is, looks like he's going to do a great job there and he's living the quality, quality Miami life. I, it's a, it's it, about the, the most unknown goalkeeping crew there is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not, um, you know, I, I would give it I, – I'd like to see McCarthy get a run, like a long run, and that's going to be dependent on if they can put together some some quality uh, quality stuff in front of them. Uh, they got some guys, Segrist and Penn, and some you know local guys that have done well, and uh, not local Miami, local Chicago, and hopefully they'll do well for them. I, I don't know, but at least they're getting runs. And um, – I don't know Seeger. Seegers was put on loan to Indy, I believe, but and uh, left back. But I, I would like to see McCarthy get that run, but I'm not sure that it's gonna that it's gonna happen. I again, when you when you just picture Miami, you picture Beckham, and you picture the new franchise, and you th- you look at these things, and you think, all right, you know, you hear about messy rumors about yeah. to Miami. And these type of things, and I, I just don't know why it's not happening at some level. Not not why is Messi not signed and things, but I don't know. They just seem to to drop the ball or have dropped the ball. I don't know anything uh, you know of great quality about this group, other than McCarthy's with the with has been with the union as well. Right, he's an East Coast guy. Good goalkeeper, steady. Um, I hope they have a team that allows him to be steady because that's his strength. His strength isn't necessarily going to be posting a clean sheet because he's getting shelled. His, his ability is going to be to do well if he has to face a minimum to average amount of pressure. And I don't think they put that to help there. So for me, it's a D because – they're young, they're new. It's a it's a bad product on the on the field in front of them, and I think that puts they don't have anybody in the in the group that's like going to be a difference maker. Yeah. When Brad came over, Guzan, you put him in this roster, and Brad could, I think, win you maybe five or six games on prevention. Yeah. I don't know if you're asking that of McCarthy if that can be delivered. And then uh, the other, I don't know, no clue. 
Well, I'm thinking like, I mean, what is their plan B here? Are they really going to go with Castanera or Calendar? I mean, I Drake Drake Calendar got a lot of buzz when he was coming out. Is he ready? Like, uh, I don't I don't think he's played one professional minute since getting drafted at the start of 2020, 2019, somewhere in there. Um, so I I think they're in a tough spot. I'll, I'll go a little more optimistically with a D plus, but I do think that this is a backup against the wall and. You know, we're going to – and it's unfair for McCarthy because, you know, he, he I thought he did well in Philly. He goes down to Tampa with the USL, and he did well for himself there. I thought he, he did all right last year, but, you know, when he – goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. He's a steady goalkeeper. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they, what they end up doing with him there. Um, yeah. We're going out to uh, – I cannot not call him the Montreal Impact. Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not the only person to say that I, I don't understand the rebrand. Um, but um, either way, we have uh, Clement Diop, the 27-year-old French goalkeeper who has bounced around a little bit, but it seems to have found his footing. Um, James Pantamis, a uh, 24-year-old Canadian goalkeeper, and then Sebastian Breza, who I'm not familiar with, but he's 23-year-old. So the three three goalkeepers there. Um, I thought Diop looked okay last year. Um, again, I, I thought he looked better when he wasn't over-inserting himself. I think it takes a special goalkeeper like um, Tim Melia, who knows how to be aggressive but knows the end game. Um, and I don't think Diop is quite on that. I, I don't think that's quite his style. So I think when he played a little bit more reserve, he did better for himself. I haven't really been super impressed at the start of this year so. I have a hard time seeing a Canadian team not go with a young Canadian goalkeeper on their on their team. It seems like that's a kind of a given that they'll they'll look at him at some point. So um, Pantamis is, is all right. I'd be interested to see what he could do, but um, I think this is is a another unproven core that hasn't had a lot of momentum in their in their careers leading up to this moment. You know, I'm going to piss off Montreal, whatever they are, fans. <laughs> Um, but I don't know enough about Montreal to even, to even like clown around here. And, and part of that's on them, part, you know, marketing, uh, part of that's on me. I should pay more attention to Montreal, but uh, where are they even playing this year? Are they down in Florida? Oh, I, oh, I couldn't tell you. Um, they're not playing in Canada, I don't believe. They're like housed in Florida oh. or I think maybe Orlando. Um, I think they might be in Orlando. But I, I know nothing. I give them a C just because it's the middle of the road grade. Yeah. I, I could give them an F for publicity. <laughs> uh, I could give them an F for the change of name and everything else and, and logo and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't know enough about Montreal to even, to even like talk. I'd sound, I'd sound foolish. Uh, and sorry, Montreal, if anybody <laughs> are Montreal followers, I, I don't know, but. Well, I, I appreciate, appreciate your honesty. I will say I did feel like they moved on from Evan Bush a little early. Um, I agree. I agree. And I, you know, again, we've talked a lot about this of when to pull that trigger. Um, you know, he, I feel like when, if you have a style, that is a little bit more reserved and not so confrontational as far as running down the line and, and really chasing balls. 
you it's a little bit easier to age with that style. Um, and I felt like Bush had gotten some some not only a good rhythm and a good style for himself, but largely unnoticed, <laughs> I think would be fair to say. I don't think people really thought of him as a top goalkeeper in the league, but um, I mean you talk about a steady goalkeeper, you know, I that's your that's your ideal goalkeeper there. I mean, and he was there for for a while, six, seven years. Yeah. Um took Diop over after, after had, Troy Perkins. The op has an unbelievable steady reputation. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then we're and he's not terribly, terribly old. Um not you know, twenty seven years old, I think, somewhere in that window. And you know, I, I just don't I don't I don't know. These guys might be phenomenal Canadians, but then I go, all right, how do the Canadians do in any of the CONCACAF events? Not terribly well. Sure. Uh, how do they do on the world stage? Not, not terribly well. When's the last time there's been this unbelievable Canadian goalkeeper? I don't know. Pat Onstad? Yeah. I mean, they've had some play in some lower levels of Europe. And I do think Kripo is really good, to be fair. Yeah, I but... agree with Kripo. So, you know, maybe Pat now Kripo. Okay. You know, past that. Um, so I, I don't know. That's uh, it's interesting to me. I I hope they do well. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well, mark me down for a C as well. I, I, you know, I think, you know, one thing probably could just sum up with what both of us have said is just very unproven and not. It's, it's very unsteady because it's so unproven and you hope it goes well, but I feel know. bad giving Miami a D and giving Montreal a C. I, I <laughs> there was a new letter. I'd like to give it to Montreal. Maybe I'll give him an M. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you go ahead. You go ahead. Um, That's so, what it's going to be. It's going to be M for man. <laughs> gonna be. They're getting an M. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Um, and speaking of goalkeepers who have gotten shelled uh, and then have turned it around, I think Joe Wills is a good one with uh, with Nashville. So going down to Nashville SC, we have Joe Wills, who's 32. And I, I thought when he was leaving Houston, now Houston, there was a lot of shots on target that they were facing. Um, and I didn't think Wills handled them really well, but I thought he did really well in 2020. I thought he really turned around his career and kind of said, hey, I've got gas up in the tank. Really exceeded my expectations and I was really happy to see that. Um so that was that was great. They also have Brian Meredith in 31 year old and then Elliot uh I believe it's pronounced Pinchico Pinico. Um but the 24 year old from I want to say Charlotte, but I could be totally wrong. But I apologize for for all his relatives out here. Yeah, Charlotte. Yep. So um a little interesting core here. I think Willis has been someone that's been largely counted out. Um, and I don't think the rest of the roster is, is quite had the publicity of viewed as someone who should be given a chance <laughs> as much. Um, so I think this is, is a roster that people would have trouble really praising or remembering. But I think when you look at it, when they're on the field, like I think Meredith, Meredith has done okay when he's been on the field, both MLS and USL. Um, Panico, I don't think has received a minute yet, but he was had a lot of praise when he was coming out of college. Um, but I think the big star here for me is Joe Wills. I thought he did really well in 2020. So I'm excited to see more and see how long he can go. Very steady. You know, very steady. I think he has some St. Louis in him. I think yeah. He, yeah. And Kelly worked with him. Um, Meredith, the West Coast guy. 
uh, from the West Coast, I believe. That's it. Washington or I want to say you might have been you might have been one of those New Jersey New Jersey guys. Yeah, he's New Jersey. He's from New Jersey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's one of those hundred yeah. New Jersey yeah. goalkeepers. <laughs> right. I mean, he had a cup of coffee with the Sounders as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I thought he was a, a West Coast guy before that. So my bad. I'm, uh, I'm him being a Jersey guy. Hot bed, obviously, fantastic. You know, I, I don't think it's a, a, a terrible crew. Um, I shouldn't say that. I, I don't. I don't like to say. I don't think it's terrible. I think it's an above average crew. Um, I think Joe should get a long run. You know, to to really get an idea, and. No, I think there's a lot of good things happening in Nashville. How cool would it be to be in Nashville and be the number one? And yeah. I hope he gets a, a long run at it. You know, uh, I think Jacobs is uh, oddly skilled at his gig. He'll do a great job. I mean, he's not your prototypical um, GM. Um, but I think they have a good staff. And I hope they run with Willis. You know, results are going to have to be there or else it would go. But... I don't know who you really go to. I think probably Brian second. Sure. Yeah. Um, and then Panico, but you know, I, I'd give it, I'd give it a, because there's nothing, there's no track record there in Nashville to go. Yeah. There's no great track record to go. Yeah. For Willis either. But I'd, I'd give him a, a, a I'd give him a C plus. Yeah. I'll mention that. I, I think there was a time when, Wills, maybe three, four or five years ago when Wills looked really good in Houston. And I feel like over time, and maybe he just wanted to get out, you know, I, I don't know what behind the scenes, but um, it seemed like he lost some steam there. So I was really happy to see him match that. But I think the depth is kind of questionable and the long term, you know, I, they just moved off from Brady Scott, which seemed kind of a question mark for me. I think that would have been a goalkeeper you would have liked to have kept, but, you know, I'm not behind the scenes there. So, um, I'm at your C plus on that. Um, but I, I moved on to the revs here. Um, this roster really excites me just because I love Matt Turner, um, the 26 year old uh, who has a Lithuanian passport, which I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of moving pieces. If I was him and I'm looking at the U S men's national team and really getting a shot. Like I may just go try to play for Lithuania. Like they don't have that good of goalkeepers. Like, you know, I think it'd be great to play for the U S but I mean, are you really going to be featured for the, for the U S over Stefan? Like, I think he's at one cap right now. Um, so, I mean, I would love to play there. Like I, I would think that any player would love to play international football, even for, you know, for a country that may not be their first pick, but that aside, uh, the second team, the USL team has Earl Edwards, 29-year-old, Joe Rice, who's 25, and then uh, Marzak Puckerin, who comes from the Atlanta United Academy. I'm pretty sure he's 18. So they've got five. Nine what's that? Over there? Oh, sorry. I skipped nine. Yeah, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, nine and 36-year-old, who the ageless one who just manages to keep staying in the league. So um, kudos to him. So 10-year um, gap between Turner and Knighton there. But – uh, I, you know, honestly, I'll give it an A. I think Turner is really good. I like that they've got some some depth here. I thought Joe Rice looked really good in League One action last year, and um, they've got eighteen year old Puckerin who they pick up for free from Atlanta United. Um, I don't know if he was committed anywhere for college or not, but um, 
you know, nine and steady. Edwards is steady. Um, you've got five goalkeepers who all have their role. You know, maybe nine and Edwards are a little bit like for like, but you know, nine's a, a pretty, it brings in some veteran experience as well. So um, I'll just give it an outright A because I think this checks a lot of boxes for me. B plus for me. I'm a, a Matt Turner fan as well. You know, I, I think we have, we have such snobs in this country that if, if Matt Turner was sporting some sort of a, a jersey that we didn't know how to say its name, yeah, he'd be, he'd be a candidate to replace uh, Stefan. And I think Stefan's fantastic. Yeah. Um, he has his issues as well as a young goalkeeper would. But, you know, at the end of the day, Matt Turner's darn good as well. Zach Stefan's better. Matt Turner, I, I, in my opinion, Matt Turner deserves to be in that discussion. Um, you know, there's a lot of quality that happens in Major League Soccer that these people don't. And people, unfortunately, I say people, some of those people are in decision-making positions inside MLS. And they won't give him a, a, a nod or credit for the work he's done. Brad Friedel didn't do well with the revolution. But Brad Friedel did endorse and say how good Matt Turner was. And, you know, it's one of our best to have ever come out of the, out of the country, uh, Brad. So... You know, I, I, I think Matt Turner is deserving of the praise that he does receive. You know, the other guys, you can you can roll the dice. Um, you know, I, I think it's a, a B-plus largely because of Turner. But the other guys are capable. Edwards is capable, and Knighton is long-serving capable. And, you know, I, the other guys I don't know a whole lot about, but obviously they're uh, they're – Good goalkeepers in an environment that has a uh, Winnie the Pooh, Yuta Nomura. I love, I love Yuta. Uh, his spirit animal is uh, Winnie the Pooh. So uh, I think he'll do great things if he's ever involved with those guys on the first team. Um, there's, a, you know, I'm a Bruce Arena fan. I think the guys win. He's won everywhere. Uh, he's another guy who shot because he's not a European manager. Guy's won at the college level. He's won at many clubs in MLS. He's taken the team to a final eight role. Uh, you know, I, I think they're going to ride Matt Turner. I think it's clear. It's a clear cut decision that's there in, uh, in New England. I, B plus for me. And Turner is is the is the B in all of that. The rest <laughs> added to a plus. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I will say I, I feel like a lot of Turner's more recent praise has almost exclusively come off the backs of advanced statistics and expected goals because it's um, Matt Doyle who keeps pushing that he's a better pure shot stopper than Zach Steffen, which I feel like at this point, the phrase shot stopper, I mean, I don't know. I've heard it way too many times and in a, in a way to describe a goalkeeper when that's literally every goalkeeper's job is to stop shots. Um, but um you know, I, I think you look at Turner. He's a non-communicative goalkeeper for me. Say again? It's a non-communicative goalkeeper for me. Well, <laughs> yeah. Shots operate, but they're not saying anything to prevent opportunities. Mm, yeah. And I don't see that in Matt Turner. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Same. If Same. somebody steps in and doesn't say anything, doesn't solve tactical situations, but then can stop that shot at the upper 90 or touch it over the bar. Yeah. For me, that, that's just their shot stopper. And it is just a shot stopper. Well, the shot. Now you're a goalkeeper. Well, I think that's a really wonderful point, and I think it it's less about. I think when I hear that phrase, it's less about the goalkeeper and more about who's talking. 
Yeah. You know, if someone says, oh, they're a really good shot stopper, it's like, I feel like they're almost saying, hey, I don't know a lot about goalkeeping, but I can see that guy can jump around, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I don't think that's really fair to say of Turner's game because that really limits him on, on what he can do. And it's, it's kind of a backward, like a backhanded compliment in some ways to me of like, well, what else can he, is that the only thing he can do? Um, not to mention stuff in the shot stopping. I mean, uh, there's a reason why Man City brought him in. In in the league that are are basing their decisions off of off of obvious silly comments like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. someone will make a phenomenal save. Maybe it's in a game. Maybe it's in training, and they think, oh, that must be the the goalkeeper we choose because of that save. Yeah. When eighty percent of the next game is going to be zero related of their performance in the next game is going to be zero related to something you just saw in training or in a game. Um, you know, and, and they struggle at that 80% or struggle more than the number one current number one. But I don't know. It's yeah. a, it's a, well, and, and I mean, going back to, you know, talking about advanced statistics, which like I do, I one, I do think Turner is the best goalkeeper in the league. And two, I think the stats are accurate in saying that he saved a lot of goals, but I don't think, when we look at those stats, we really understand what is actually happening. We just see a number and think, oh, he must be good. You know, it, it's kind of this equivalent of seeing that highlight or seeing one play. Sure. Um, you, I feel like you really need that context. And there's a reason why player, all athletes in all sports, their stats rise and fall over the years. <laughs> you know, they're humans. They're in certain environments. They're against certain teams. Um, I think the thing when we look at, Matt Turner is that he does a great job of solving a lot of situations, both improving, but also has the blueprint to cover a lot of areas. He's kind of a jack of all trades is kind of what it's like. There's not really situations where he gets stumped. Um, and I really like that about him, but I, I feel like when we see the advanced staff stats, I'm a little conflicted because I'm glad that they're pumping his career. Cause I think otherwise he would have kind of been overlooked where, which he has a number of times throughout his whole life. Um, his whole career story is crazy um he's been on sports center i think twice for the worst like the not top 10 or was it i think i know he's been on the not top 10 like once when he was in college but he may have been on it twice but i don't, I don't think he i think people can easily overlook him is all to say so i like that the stats are giving him correct praise but i don't think we really look at the stats and totally understand his game from it yeah. but we we like to think we do yeah so Moving, moving to NYC, Sean Johnson enters his fifth year with the uh, with the team, and they also brought in USL standout Cody Mizell from uh, New Mexico, which I was really again another USL success story. Love to see it, and then Luis Barraza from Marquette, the twenty four year old who um, he recently what game did he play in? He, I, he got one of his first games with NYC. I don't know if it was ever, but it was in a very long time. So, you know, happy for him. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 It was good to see. Good to see. Um, uh, kind of interesting core here, but I, I think this is kind of, this is a really simple approach. And I like to see a little bit more youth on it, but it, everyone has their role here. And I like that. It seems like there really is the blueprint of when they brought Sean Johnson and Luis Barraza back, they thought, okay, what role do we need to fill? We need a confident number two that if Sean goes down, we can play him in. Um, and I think myself fits that perfectly. Um, so I was really happy to see that. And he uh, talked about a joyous goalkeeper with Sean or Steve Clark. I think myself is maybe even arguably more joyful. I mean, he, the 
the guy loves the game. He makes a big save. He is going crazy. I love seeing it. Um, loves a lot. Of, he brings a lot of energy. So, um, you know, I, I think Sean Johnson, similar to me, has, has kind of found his style over the years. I think there's a couple of boneheaded plays you can look back, unfortunately, over his career. But um, he made a hell of a save in either first or second week with uh, NYC at the start. So looks like he's starting strong. Um, I'll go B minus here. If you know, I'll actually bump to a full B just because I feel I, I like that the roster makes sense, the core makes sense, and everyone has their role. Probably give him a B because of the crap stadium they play in. Um, <laughs> you go higher if it wasn't for that. <laughs> 50, 51 and a half inch field. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, John's, Sean's, Sean's great. Uh, he, he, he's fantastic. He's durable. Um, speed have gotten better. Um, you know, I, I think, I think Sean is great for NYCFC and, I think it was a good move for him to go to NYCFC and Robert Tugin is a great goalkeeper coach there as well. They probably, I presume, have a good relationship. Uh, I think that's important. I think Barraza is a fantastic goalkeeper. I don't know enough about Mizell, and I, if he's similar to Steve, then I'd like to see him play. <laughs> I, I do want to watch, you know, if he's selected, I, I would, find a way to, to get that done. Um, you know, so for me, I give them a, a B minus simply because I don't know if they've been knocking on MLS's door for an MLS cup. Yeah. I think they're, you know, I'm, I'm, we're, we're grading the goalkeeper crew and I do give them a B minus. Um, I think as a team, if we were to even talk about the team, it, it would be a lower grade because I don't know what their long-term plan is stadium growth of their academy homegrown signings youth on the field i've seen older players on the field um but their goalkeeping crew you know sean is in the mix with the national team like potentially i think as a third if we qualify which i don't think we're going to but uh, he's in that mix as others would be in that mix for that role including a matt turner that we just spoke about Barraza is damn good. Nate Kitchell would rave about him. Um, had a good college career, not results-wise, but he had a good college career. He's a good goalkeeper. And, um, you know, I, I think he's quite capable, and I trust you on my Zell. I just haven't seen enough of him. So for me, it's a, for me, it's a B-. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. The last four teams here are winding down. Um, yeah. we'll make the, we'll finish our marathon here, <laughs> but, uh, move over not too far from, uh, NYC to the Red Bulls. Um, kind of a, a very odd roster here that I think it's tough to make sense of it. Cause I don't get the sense that the starting, uh, depth chart is going to be how things end by the end of the season. I could be totally wrong on that, but just feel like there's a lot of moving pieces, but, um, the starter for, uh, the season was, uh, Carlos Cornell who had played a little bit with the union um, two years ago. He's not totally new to MLS, but he decides the Red Bulls now. Um, he replaces David Jensen, who's still on roster, 29-year-old Danish goalkeeper. Um, and Cornell is Brazilian, just for record. And then Ryan Mira and Luca Lewis felt the roster at 30 and 20-year-olds, 20 20-year-olds, 20 respectively. Um, I think it's just hard to really know like who is where in that roster because <laughs> – 
Jensen plays a good bit last year. Mira plays a good bit last year. Lewis is brought in, but I don't think he's really in the mix, but you know, he, he's on, he's on the first team. Um, but then they bring in Cornell who starts and I don't think he's a bad goalkeeper. It's just, I feel like you're asking for headaches when the depth chart isn't clear. I mean, you, you want to have mobility in the depth chart. You don't want it to be cemented in. You want to give guys chances, but um, I feel like you're just asking for headaches of what is anyone's role here when everything is so murky. Is that fair to say? It's absolutely fair to say because it's unknown. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Red Bull, I thought, did a great job when Jesse Marshall did. I'm a big believer in um, Armas as well. I don't know what Red Bull is doing right now. Um, you know, I don't know a whole lot about Cornell. Salzburg, I believe. That's a, yes, yep. So I, I guess that makes sense. Something inside the organization that happens in Red Bull. Sure. Uh, with Jesse Marsh, case in point. Um, but I don't. I don't know. Uh, it's a. It's a complete unknown for me. Where are they in the first first two games that they've had? What what results do they do they have? Um, well, they have zero points. Uh, they're two one zero losses. I think. Let me double check that. Okay. You know, they have finally. Um, Gutman uh, is playing for them, I believe. Two two one three two losses. So they're scoring goals. Okay. And I think Gutman got his first goal um, kind of as an attacking left back. Uh, he played more of the, of the wide, wide role in the midfield than he did as a, as a, one of the three backs that they employed. Um, and for me, I, I, best case C minus because I, I'm not seeing anything yet in the, in the goalkeeper department to go yeah or wow or well that intrigues me or uh unbelievable that mls got him you know i'm not none of that is what i'm seeing and again from a market like red like new york red bull neither one of those teams are even in new york um have a stadium in new york i should say uh there was what team was it some bronx team or some other team just is just got the okay to build a stadium that's actually in New York. Um, it's a USL team or a League One team, uh, USL One team. I don't remember. Yeah. At the end of the day, for me, it's a it's a C minus. I I, I uh, expect more from Red Bull in that in that department. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree, and they, I think they've had a hard time replacing Robles in that way. Um, I'll go C plus because I optimistically I look at them and say, well. If it's not Cornell, then I actually I kind of like Jensen's game a little bit. It does feel a little dated as far as how he plays, and it feels very kind of oh he's the big guy, so put him in goal sort of thing. Um, but actually, I thought he did some did well in some certain things. Um, and he's not super old, so you know he's he's technically kind of in the peak of his career. <clears throat> and Mira's kind of one that's always in and out for me. Um, it feels like his game has plateaued a little bit, but. You know, I feel like at the end of the day, they should be able to, to have a goalkeeper that can play at least the league average. And I like that they have some options there. 
and like they have a young goalkeeper as well. So, um, but the murkiness of it, and you know, certainly for a team like Red Bulls, you would think they'd be able to pull out a, a bigger name. Um, but even from within their Red Bull organization, man, that is that is an organization that has probably put more goalkeepers into Division One soccer than any other MLS team, but for some reason has not. I mean, who is the best? Goalkeeper that's come out of the Red Bulls, Evan Luoro. Like, I, I mean, I, and he's obviously not with them now, you know, so it's just, I don't know. It seems like they do something really well by putting that many goalkeepers out, but for some reason, none of them come back. I'm not sure what the answer is on that. Pretty damn good head of academy goalkeeping, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's fair. It's fair. Done well. Um, all right, last three, last year. So Orlando City, um, we we have four goalkeepers here. Uh, we have the Peruvian national team goalkeeper, Pedro Galis. Uh, Brian Rowe returns at 32 years old. Uh, and then Mason Stadjuar at 23. And then they also bring in Brandon Austin, who I don't know if he – I don't know what his passport situation is. I feel like he was brought up – few years ago and then someone said oh he can't actually play with the u.s but he's on i mean he doesn't take up an international slot um and he comes over on loan from tottenham um tall lanky mobile goalkeeper really modern in a lot of ways um but he's 22 which is you know so there's some excitement there um i wasn't really excited about bringing in galilee's just because i think he i like that there is some procedure with the prestige there with the national team i think that's pretty exciting um, but I don't know if he really ups the level of play. I don't think he's a bad goalkeeper. I don't think he loses them games. I don't think that's the issue, but it just seemed odd to bring in a goalkeeper that, I don't know, it just seemed like he was kind of middle of the pack. Um, I'd say he's, I would have said he was a bump up over Brian Rowe, but I actually thought Brian Rowe played all right last year when he filled in. So um, it's hard for me to really make sense of this, but again, I like the options, I like the youth here. Um, I'll go B minus because I feel like there's, I don't know. I'm not totally sold on Galilee's, but I, I do like that they have options here. I think they I think they do. Um, you know, I'm I'm trying to to find the 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 guy's name who who came in that we've forgotten about, uh, who came in and saved a penalty for Orlando, the field player. Oh, uh, oh, um oh, this is this I'm is gonna... reading the article and I am uh, pulling his uh, pulling his name. They should it should be in the headline. Yeah, you would think. Yeah, that's going to annoy me. Um, and I don't see it anywhere in this entire article with <laughs> writing. Yeah, I think that would be the one thing that they would talk about. Yeah. Um, Rodrigo Schlegel. There we go. There we go. So he he has to be included in our group. Okay, fair. That's, I mean, only fair. Only fair. <laughs> he uh, stepped yeah. in at an important moment. Yeah, you're not uh, wrong. At least for me, I think is very good. Um, I like him. Brian Rowe, I don't think is the answer. Mason overcoming cancer, I believe. Mason has a crazy story. Yeah. Similar to lamp. Uh, great. Love it. Um, you know, I don't know anything about Tottenham, Tottenham kid. Uh, but Galise is another one similar to room, you know, who's come over and done well. I think he's, you know, Orlando had quite the turnaround season last year. Chris Mueller, part of it. Their manager, part of it. Uh, Galise was a huge part of it. Um, 
DK, big part of it. I like where Orlando is right now. Uh, with that being said, I like Galise a lot. For me, they're B almost B plus. Okay. Um, I just don't give them a B plus because I don't think if Galise goes down or gets red carded, I'd probably go to Schlegel before Rowe. Uh, it's just how I feel. Uh, well, you, you tell me what do you like about Galise's game? Because I feel like it's a lot of – I'm trying to say this way where I'm not being an asshole about this. <laughs> but I feel like that – well, I feel like there's some some kind of fanfare to it. I mean, you've got this like similar to Bill Hamid, you've got the fireworks and the excitement there, but I don't feel like it always pays off. And it feels like there's almost too much distracting movement that limits him from being I mean, really I efficient. Would agree completely with what you're saying. I think it's less than Bill. I think it's less animation post goal than Bill uh, as well, which means there's less venom spewed at teammates. Um, and, and that type of moment that you get from, from Bill, uh, that it's everyone else's fault, but Bill's, I don't see that from Pedro, but I, I see a high level of athleticism. I see him being a very active goalkeeper, but mainly controlled. Um, I thought he had some great moments last year in critical times. I thought he did a, a, a he performed pretty well in you know, I, I, I tried to watch Orlando as much as possible because of Mueller. And so I would see some tight games where I thought he came up with some pretty timely saves. And that's, you know, you, you need to make saves. But I think it's critical when you make saves when a team is potentially down or draws them level or could take a lead and your, your team could turn around and get the result. But I just found Galise to be a very active, Confident, steady, producing goalkeeper. Yeah, fair, fair. Slight, not huge. He's not a big kid, but I think he's. Uh, I think he's. I think he's quality. I really do. I, I think there's a there's a lot of quality in him. Fair, fair. Well, and, he, and you know, put him on the list of. I mean, he's not tiny. He's not small, but you know, he's a little undersized. But I feel like MLS histor historically, but also. I think going forward as well, I think, and this is maybe a hot take for me, but I do feel like where the game is going and what you need of a goalkeeper, you need people to make quick decisions on a moment's notice in those big lumbering goalkeepers. I think they're going to fall out of, out of style. Now I think if you can find a goalkeeper who can move quickly, great, but like the bigger you are, it's harder to move. And so I think at least a six one, I may be underselling him, but he's not, yeah, he's, he's not big. Uh, so um, a good presence this year again for uh yeah for uh Orlando. I, I I think he could do the job again. Yeah, fair, fair. And they had a good run last year. Yeah, you're not you're not wrong. You're not wrong. All right, Philadelphia Union here. We have four goalkeepers on the roster. Um this one's probably one of the more publicized rosters as far as well, at least two of these for sure. Uh, Andre Blake returns from winning goalkeeper of the year, 30 year old Jamaican national team goalkeeper, uh, Joe Bendick at 32, Greg Ringensig uh, comes from Minnesota, uh, 27 year old. I think he spent some time with the Trinidad national team as well. Um, what's that? I think he was with Louisville as well. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah, he spent some time there. Uh, and then Matt Freeze, who just finished up with the U23 Olympic team, who didn't see any time, which up for debate if he should have. Um, but I uh, I'll also tack on, and I don't know who's going to return. Um, 
for it for the USL side, but they've done well getting the younger kids minutes. Now, one of the worst USL sides in the league because they're playing a lot of youth. So, you know, it depends what you're looking for there, but I like that they're getting youth involved. I do think it's really important again, to have this like route going down and this blueprint um, is freeze ready to take the number one spot. It's kind of my big question on this. Cause I don't, I think it's really freeze and Blake is this roster is what you're looking at. And so what is the route for freeze going forward? I think Blake is going to miss games with the national team, of course. So I think they'll turn to freeze for that, which is great. But um, yeah, it's, and it's kind of interesting roster here. Um, also I'll say this, I felt like, I mean, maybe I'm just misremembering maybe like four or five years ago, I was really high on Joe Bendick and I'm not sure what, you know, I don't know if he just got behind the eight ball. I don't know if I overrated him. I don't know if he plateaued or started slipping, but yeah, look at Joe Bendick. I remember thinking at some point, like, Oh man, like I'd like to see him on the national team, get a shot. But now that, that sounds ridiculous for me to say just from where he is on the roster. So, um, but all to say, um, you know, I, I think Blake has really stepped up his game over the last year or so. So I've, I've been happy about that. I think he was super overrated when he first came in, but I think he's done really well, this, especially this last year. Um, I think this is probably a B plus for me. I think I think it's a B. I think Andre Blake is without a doubt the boss there. They've committed to, to him as the boss. He carries himself as the boss in the proper way. Um, and what I mean by that is for any goalkeeper, I, he just he, – he provides results. And the Union have been fantastic. And they just hammered Atlanta, I believe, at Atlanta yeah. uh, in CONCACAF. Um, you know, they're, they're coming along quite nicely. And, and he has steadied what was a crap situation for – it seemed like 800 goalkeepers in Philly for a while. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. Steadied the ship. Bendick was a rapid fall from grace. Um, you know, I, wow. And freeze I've heard has done quite well when, you know, limited minutes that have ever been seen, uh, Ivy league kid, um, you know, quality, uh, but Andre Blake is the clear number one. If there were 50 games this year, I think he's playing 49. So, you know, that's it, just where it is with, with, uh, the union, uh, give it a B, um, you know, show how fine of a line things are. For a goalkeeper, Charlie Lyon and Andre Blake played in the same window in the Big East, and I believe they were co-goalkeepers of the year. Hmm. And, um, good old Charlie Lyon, right there. <laughs> uh, you know that's how how thin it's razor sharp for somebody to get the shot. Someone believe in them, play well for a a window of time, get momentum. But Andre Blake has clearly shown that he's a, a very good goalkeeper. And I think he's going to continue to prove that for a long time. How old is he? Uh, well, he's 30. So he's, and he's not super young, but I do think he's got some gas in the tank for sure. Yeah. I'd say he's got seven, eight good years ahead of him. I mean, that's, he's not a heavy guy. He's not a fragile guy. I, I'd, I'd say he's got, you know, if, if Steve Clark is playing at 35 and Brad at 36, different body shapes with Brad than, than Andre. Sure. I just think he's got a, a good seven, eight years ahead of him, but, um, and who knows how that'll be for the union. But at the end of the day, I think if we had 30 games, uh, say 40 games a year with CONCACAF and other competitions, open cups, whatever, 
40 games a year, it seems to me for the next eight years, it could be 38 of those being Andre Blake's. Yeah. Now that that's just how solid I think that they have the position for him and how he's also producing in the position. Yeah. So it's hard to give only a B, but I don't think Bendick is by any stretch the answer. Sure. I, I'm surprised he's on a roster, to be fair, um, with how things were for him, especially in Orlando. Uh, but it is what it is, and uh, Freeze is just too much of an unknown. And Greg, I think, did well at Louisville, I believe. You know, yeah. but I don't know much how much of a shot he's going to ever get in Philly. What, was I just misremembering Bendick doing well in Toronto? Because that's that's my thought process. Is I remember him getting up in Toronto and thinking, "Man, this guy looks really good." Yeah, you're you're right. He there was there was a lot of of good thought about him. It went downhill pretty fast. Yeah. And it went downhill on the field. I mean, it wasn't like off the field issues or, you know, on the field, he was, I think, more in Orlando than anywhere else, really underperforming. Yeah. Yeah. Like anybody, you could have an excuse for that. Um, It's at the end of the day, that's what it was. Sure. Well, and he, he does strike me as a goalkeeper that I think he struggled to figure out when to be brave and when it was kind of brash out of control because yeah. um, there's so much of his game built on power and speed which is great when you can use them correctly but you know I, yeah interesting well we'll wrap it up here speaking of Toronto last team here uh, after our 27 team marathon <laughs> so uh, we finished with um, Toronto FC now we've had Alex Bono it seems like Toronto's finally making the the switch here. They've moved on from Quinn Westberg, the 35-year-old French-American goalkeeper, and they've been going with Alex Bono, who's 27. um, Syracuse. Syracuse, I was trying to remember that. Thank you. Uh, And then Kevin Silva, former U.S. Youth National Team goalkeeper, uh, rounds up the roster at 23 years old. So, um, you know, I think this is – they've – I think they've played it about as well as they could as far as making the switch. I think you could argue, well, maybe Westberg over Bono, but when the when players when players are so I, I would argue when players are so tight that um you you probably want to start making way for the youth. Um I do feel like Westberg he is a pretty polarizing in a lot of ways. It seems like his games either he plays pretty well or it feels like there's kind of a soft goal here and there. Um but you know, he's later into his career. So I, I'm not sure how much of that, that plays into it. So I haven't been super wowed by Bono uh, in the past. So, and I think the season as well, I'm still kind of wanting to see a little more. So, you know, I like that they've got some options. They've got the, they've got some roles filled out here. And I do think they're trying to do some good stuff in Toronto with some of the youth products that they have with the second team. I'd have to look that up. Um, but you know, I wouldn't say I'm overly sold by it. I'm going to say C minus. If not, I feel like I could probably go lower. So, but I'll I'll stay a little more positive here. I'll say C minus because I think I think they still have some question marks and some convincing to do. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I'm trying to find the guy's name who Quentin Westberg looks like. Um, and I can't I can't find the guy. He covered a lot of the ACC uh, 
and he he looks like Quentin Westberg. Um, <laughs> I think it'd be a new name for me because I'm looking at him and thinking I can't think of anyone that looks like Westberg. Oh shoot! I I wish I could. He always reminds me. He does a great job, Southern dude, uh, covering ACC college football. But Quentin Westberg is is. In, in my opinion at this point, and I don't say these things lightly, but he is not the answer. Um, just like Joe Bendick is not the answer. And there are others that are on rosters that are not the answer. Um, there's been enough of a look, in my opinion, for, for him. Uh, that if you're, if you're interested in, you know, competing playoffs, MLS Cup, Quentin Westberg is not your answer. Another guy who was, you know, like Yarbrough, highly thought of, more so, Quentin Westberg, highly thought of a decade ago than today. You know, when he was coming out, it was like Quentin Westberg. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was the shiny new car that went overseas. Everybody was like, damn. And I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it. And Bono, I think can do well. I really do think he can do well. I think he can do well in the league. I think he can do well for Toronto, wherever it is they were to go. I like the little bit of fire that he has in his game. He's got some venom to him. I like him. Um, you know, I, Silva, I don't know anything about. I've heard a lot about him. I, I don't know much about Silva to, to really give a, a quality look. You've seen more of him than I've, than I've seen of him, but for me, because it's it's only Bono, and and it's not like he's done unbelievably well um, over time. Meaning, I like him the most out of the group. It's a, it's an average it's an average score for me. It's a C, um, but I I think it's clearly him. You know, similar to Blake in in Philadelphia, it's clearly Bono for me, um, and not Westberg. And you know, maybe Silva if there happens to be an injury or a cup performance or. Uh, something else, um, you know, lost their manager to LA, right? That sounds right. Took over the galaxy, I believe. Yeah. Um, so I don't know who's managing them now. I, I, I don't know, but Bono for me is their clear number one. And he's yeah. just, he's not, he's not a, uh, a top 10 performer in the league. So I'd give I'd give their overall crew a C. Yeah. Fair, fair. Yeah, I, I'll say Silva was one that I was personally really excited about when he was coming through the U17 program. I thought he looked really good. Um, and then he went to UCLA, and things almost just seemed to get worse and worse for him. I mean, he doesn't – I don't think he graduated. I, I'm pretty confident he lost the starting spot his last I – don't, I don't think it was even his senior year. Um, Carlin Voigt that brought him to UCLA maybe? Maybe. I'd have to go back and look on that. But, you know, he, he went overseas at one point, but it, it's just game time has been a, a big thing for him. So, you know, you sit, 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 you know, Bono ran into this as well. You sit, 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 you know, I think it's tough for you to actually make that transition when the time is called. Um, Ryan Mira, another one that just kind of sat for a very long time. Yeah. And then what do you expect? So, um, yeah. Differently. That's the problem is, you know, like a Charlie, like a Mira, like Silva. They're judged differently when they get a, a shot. The any little mistake is highlighted even more because they're yeah. like, "That's the reason. That's yeah. why he's not playing." When the guy who played the previous five games had two or three of those in every single game. Yeah, but there's just a level of trust that comes in. 
But then they get that one shot and cut play or otherwise, and it's oh, that's why that see how he he bobbled that ball that just rolled in the box. That's why. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, you there's other side of the coin too with you know Guzan, and you talked about that red card at the start of this episode. You know, he's he's earned a lot of that that leash there. He's done a lot. Of, you know, done a lot of positive things. You know, I think you could argue as far as where he is on the you know where in his career he is as far as on the downslope or, if, you know, if he usually hit that or not, but you can look back and say, you know what, like we know the positive things he can do. So there's that. So I, I get giving goalkeepers, you know, that benefit of the doubt there, but I completely agree that. Yeah. When you, you put this goalkeeper in who hasn't been in the game and, you know, you know, as well as I do that, like the, the training environments and the coaching and MLS varies, <laughs> you know, so Maybe you're at a place where, you know, the training is really good and it's keeping you really sharp and you're ready to go, but maybe you're not. And when you get in, you get a chance, whether, you know, you're the first team goalkeeper gets a red card or for whatever reason you get in and you don't look good in 23 minutes of action. Well, <laughs> you know, what a ridiculous thing to be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, that's, that's why we don't like him because when he came off the bench cold and hadn't played in the year, he didn't look good. It's like, well, you know, what do you, what do you expect? What do you expect? Right. And Bushy ran with an opportunity like that. When he, when he got his shot, it was an opportunity like that. And he went in and kicked ass. Yeah. 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 You know, obviously it's, it's difficult, difficult to say that, you know, how someone's actually going to perform in the game because you've got the whole mental side of it. So, you know, you can, you have to wait till it actually happens to be able to really weigh on it. So I weigh in on it. So I get it, but, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. It just seems self-fulfilling. That's maybe the, the best term I can use for it. You're so. 100% right. I still want to find this. Uh, I still want to find this guy. Yeah. Well, um, I was going to say, I mean, the picture I'm looking at here, he's got the, almost like a, the beard from the Sabretooth character from the X-Men. I mean, he's got this big beard here that, that's name? what I was thinking. Is I, his name? What's that? Is there a name of the guy? Oh, um, what was his name? I mean, he's like a pretty respected actor. Actor, X Men Sabretooth actor. That's what I'm searching here. Um, Leave Schreiber. Yeah, that's it. I got it. What do you got? Marty Smith. Marty Smith. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Just because of the hair. It's the hair. Yeah. Beard? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Marty yeah. Smith. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. College football reporter. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. An uh, even better picture. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not you you're not wrong. You're not wrong. There's some crossover there for sure. For sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, congratulations, Quinn Westbrook. We found your double. So. <laughs> <laughs>